0: As I mentioned at the beginning of the service, we are celebrating the Christian festival of Pentecost today. Uh, Pentecost was that day, as we looked in Acts Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit came on the disciples and opened their eyes so that they understood Scripture and how everything was fulfilled in Jesus. If you're looking for a timeline in your head, Jesus died on Good Friday, rose on Easter morning. He was on earth for 40 days. He ascended into heaven, and 10 days after ascension, 50 days after the resurrection, Pentecost happened. Now on that day, the Holy Spirit came, opened the eyes of the people, and as they preached the word, 3,000 people were baptized on that day. And so as we celebrate the, the festival of Pentecost, what does it have to do with you and me today, who are here on June 5th, 2022, this event that happened over 2,000 years ago, how does it apply, and what's it have to do with you and me? Today, we look at who came on that day, and that was the Holy Spirit. And what we're going to see, what Jesus tells us today, is that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings peace to our hearts. And isn't that what we all want? Peace. Peace in the Bible is is this word that means wholeness, where nothing is out of place. Everything is whole. Everything is put together. There's nothing out of place causing friction. There's no ripples, so to speak. If you want to, uh, uh, to picture it in your mind, it's like looking at a pond or a lake, and it is completely flat. It's like glass. There's not a single ripple. Everything is in its place. It's perfect. It's peaceful. There's a reason why people stand at a lake like that or a pond and say, Man, this is such a peaceful sight. Because it is. That's peace. When everything is so whole that there's no ripples whatsoever. And that's what you and I want for our hearts. It's what God wants for your heart is for your heart to have no ripples whatsoever. And it's hard when we live in a world where there are so many things that cause ripples or waves to go across the surface of our hearts. The headlines get shocked with events like Uvalde or Tulsa or Wisconsin, and it sends ripple effects across the surface of our hearts. The rising cost of living inflation is super high and it starts to make us wonder will we be okay as anxious ripples start going across the surface. Maybe we're beginning a brand new chapter in life and that wholeness that we've experienced for so long is no longer there and it's sending ripples effects across our hearts. Maybe You're glad that summer is here and there's a break because of the bullies at school that caused you so much anxiety over the school year. And with each time, it caused the waves to get bigger and bigger to the point where you were so anxious to go to school because of them. Maybe a loved one is sick. Maybe a loved one is dying. Maybe you are. And here you are, and it's causing ripples of waves to go across our hearts. How do we have peace in moments like that? To be honest, it's probably what the disciples were wondering on the night that, before Jesus died. So uh, today we're celebrating Pentecost, which happens 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead. If you're thinking of a movie standpoint, we're flashing back now. John chapter 14, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 14, it's the night before Jesus dies. They're in the upper room where Jesus and his disciples have celebrated the Passover festival. Uh, they have Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, and now Jesus is talking to them and pouring all this information into his disciples. Over and over, John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, is nothing but Jesus talking to his disciples. It's like Jesus, Jesus knows he's going to die, he tells his disciples he's going to die, and now Jesus says, I have all these last words for you. And he pours all this teaching into them. And one of the teachings that he, he tells them is that he's going away and the world's not going to see him anymore. And he says, I'm not going to show myself to the world, but soon I'm going to show myself to you. And and Judas, not Iscariot, another one of Jesus' disciples named Judas, says to Jesus, Jesus, why, why are you going to show yourself to us but not to the world? There was this misconception that the Messiah was going to be a public figure, and it didn't make sense. If you're not going to show yourself to the world, how can you be the Messiah and be a public figure if you're just showing yourself to us? In the section of Scripture that we look at, Jesus answers this question. Why am I going to show myself to you disciples and not to the world? And how is it going to happen? And it involves the Holy Spirit and it brings you and me peace. Let's jump in. We're in John chapter 14. Judas has just asked this question. How come you're going to show yourself to us but not to the world? Here's what we're told. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and he will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Let's stop right there. Because it seems like Jesus just dismissed his question. Jesus, why are you going to show yourself to us but not to the world? And Jesus jumps in, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. Then my Father and I will come and make our home with them. But Jesus actually answers Judah's question pretty directly. You see, Jesus wasn't going to be this public figure. How is he going to reveal himself to people? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. And that's why he says, "If you, any, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And then the Father and I will come and make our home with them. Our fa- the Father and I will come and reveal ourselves to the person who obeys his teaching stop right there for a second. Uh, I don't want you to get the wrong impression with that word o- obey. The, the word obey uh, in the original Greek there means to keep, to hold on to, to observe, and yes, to obey. And the reason that's so important to, to know is because we can get the wrong impression here where Jesus uh, Jesus is saying, we can think, oh, if, if I obey, and so if I'm following and, and I'm obeying perfectly, Then he's going to come. But that's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying the one who holds on to, who keeps, who observes, yes, and puts into practice his teaching, he will come and make his home with them. It's not dependent on your obedience. It's dependent on us holding tightly to the word of God. Holding tightly to the word of God when we observe it, when we listen to it, treasure it, keep it, and yes, put it into practice, the Father and the Son do what? Come and make their home with us. Stop and think about how amazing that is. The God of this world lives in your heart. You see, I shouldn't speak for you, I should just speak for myself. Sometimes I uh, get this wrong impression that I have to wait until heaven in order to be with God, in order to be with Jesus. And, And to an extent that's true, where Jesus says actually earlier in John chapter 14 that in his Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I not have told you? But now I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'm going to come back and get you so that you can be with me where I am. But you and I don't have to wait until heaven for Jesus to be with us. Because through his teaching, when we keep it, when we observe it, through his teaching, God the Father and God the Son make their home in our hearts. The God of this world, the Lord God Almighty, who created everything by speaking, says, my home is in your heart. The God of this world, who conquered your sin, redeemed you by shedding his blood on the cross, says, I'm going to come and live in your heart. The God of this world, who rose from the dead, conquering it, that, that, the, the greatest enemy that we have, the living God, says, I'm going to live in you that is incredible comfort to you and me who live in a world filled with all kinds of things that cause ripples across our hearts. No matter what situation we go into, no matter what the circumstances of life is, the Lord God Almighty, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, lives in us, goes with us, has made his home in our hearts wherever we go. This is why Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my teaching. You will will observe it. You will put it into practice. You, You will listen to it. You will treasure it. Because it's only through the word that the Father and the Son come and make their home in our hearts. And so do you treasure God's word? Are you observing it? Are you putting it into practice? Are you holding on to it tightly? Because Jesus says, if you love me, you will hold on to it tightly. When we love someone, how do we show it? By doing things for them, right? Sometimes we get this right. Uh, why, why do you, guys, why do you buy your wife's wife flowers? Uh, Yes, maybe to make up for something. But sometimes you just go and get them because you, you love her and want her to have these nice flowers. And sometimes we get it right. And I got it right one time this week. At least I think. <laughs> I guess I should ask Ann before I, I say that. But, but it, I, I don't get any me time until after the kids are asleep. And so Riley was asleep. Ann was putting Lily to bed, and it was finally me time. But I looked around, and what did I see in the house? Two loads of laundry that had been washed and dried and now needed to be folded. A basket full of bottles that needed to be washed and a sink filled with dishes because we didn't do them all day. And so they had to be loaded up into the dishwasher. And I had two choices to make. I could selfishly say, I'm going to do what I want to do, knowing full well that Anne would come out from putting Lily to bed and have to deal with all of it. Or I could selflessly love Anne and do it all. Without complaining, without bitterness in my heart, but simply because I love Anne and didn't want her to have to do it. Like I said, I think I got it right one time this week. But Jesus says, I'm telling you how you love me. How you can show your love for me is by keeping the word of God close to you. By keeping it. You don't have to guess with me, Jesus says. You don't have to assume. Jesus says, I'm telling you. If you love me, keep my word. Treasure it. Put it into practice. And when you do, Jesus says, I'm going to reveal myself to you, and I'm going to come and live in your heart. So that no matter where you go, you know that I'm with you. How peaceful that is for you and me how much better than what we actually think that we would like and what the disciples actually thought they would like. Do you think it would be better if Jesus was physically here on earth and somewhere where we could go and see him? I don't think that would be better. Because if Jesus were here physically and he was posted somewhere, How often do you think you'd be able to talk to him in your lifetime? How often do you think you'd be able to see him in your lifetime? Maybe once if you're lucky. The the line of people to try to get access to Jesus would be so long, you'd be lucky to see him and talk to him just for a little bit in your lifetime. But Jesus says, I've got something better. As you treasure my word, I'm going to come and live in your heart. So that no matter if you live in 33 AD or 2022, I'm going to come and be with you. I'm going to come and make my home in your heart. If you treasure my word, if you keep it, if you trust it, he will reveal himself to you. Do you see the problem? how do we know Jesus' teaching? How do we understand Jesus' teaching? This was a problem for the disciples sitting there listening to Jesus. Jesus, we hear all the words that you're saying, but it doesn't make sense. And as you read that through that night, in John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, you get that sense again and again. The disciples just don't get it. They just don't get the teaching of Jesus. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Here's what we're told All of this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus says, the Father's going to send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. And he's got two jobs, the Holy Spirit. Teach you all things, and remind you of all things. Think of uh, the comfort And the confidence that must have given the disciples. Jesus is pouring into them. They're they're drinking from a fire hose. And they had to be thinking, how are we going to remember all this? We don't even understand how Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. We don't even understand how salvation is supposed to be won. Because we don't want Jesus to die. And yet Jesus promises, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to teach you all things. And when did that happen? Pentecost. As the Father pours out the Holy Spirit on His disciples, teaching them all things, reminding them all things. And so your first point today, the Holy Spirit brings peace by teaching us God's Word. And this is what we saw in Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes and they finally get it. Salvation is won through Jesus' death and resurrection. Up until that point, 50 days after the resurrection, they still didn't understand, but now they do. Now they understand how all the Old Testament points to Jesus and is fulfilled in Jesus. Now they understand how Scripture, Genesis 3.15, is fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and how Jesus Christ is coming back to get us so we may be with God forever in heaven. It's the Holy Spirit who taught them all things and that's what he does for you and me the holy spirit teaches you and me the truths of god's word are you having a hard time understanding scripture do you not open up scripture because it's hard to understand and confusing and you just don't get it pray for the holy spirit Pray for the Holy Spirit because he is the one who teaches us, helps us understand God's word. It's not Stephen Apt. It's not some other pastor. It's the Holy Spirit who opens our eyes to understanding Scripture. And so as you sit down before you open up the Bible, ask God to send the Holy Spirit ask God to send the Holy Spirit to teach you. Before you take starting point, where we dig into the truths of God's word, sit down and ask God to send the Holy Spirit. Teach us the truths of your word. Open our eyes that we may see the truth, trust the truth, and be reminded of the truth. Because that's the other thing the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit brings peace by reminding us of God's Word. How would the disciples remember any of this? How will you and I, as we go through life, remember any of this? Unless if we are constantly carrying around a Bible where we open it up and and are looking at it all the time, how how are we going to be reminded of it? That's the Holy Spirit's job. He not only teaches us but he reminds us of all things. Have you ever had it happen where uh, there's some things going on in life and all of a sudden a Bible verse or truth of God's word just pops into your your mind? Sometimes we can chalk it up to some kind of psychological thing that's probably deep ingrained into our memory. Or how about we just trust that Jesus' promise just came true? that the Holy Spirit reminded us of the truths of God's word? How is it that a, a, a person who has dementia, who can't even remember their family, can all of a sudden sing Jesus Loves Me with you, can recite the Lord's Prayer with you? Again, we can say, well, it's probably something psychological where it's deep in, in the, the memory bank. Or maybe it's the Holy Spirit reminding us of the truths of God's Word. It is the Holy Spirit who teaches us God's Word, but it's also the Holy Spirit who reminds us of God's Word. When we fall into sin sin and, and, and we're feeling guilty, it's the Holy Spirit who reminds us that our sins are forgiven through Jesus. When we start that new chapter in life and our hearts are, are fearful, it's the Holy Spirit who reminds us that the Lord God Almighty lives in us and goes with us. When, when we see the news headlines, when we think of the world leaders and, and what's going on in our world and our heart starts to tremble, it, it's the Holy Spirit who reminds us that it's the Lord God Almighty who sits on his throne and in control of all things as we lay in our own deathbed and prepare our hearts for that, it's the Holy Spirit who reminds us that even though we walk through the darkest valley, the shadow of death, we fear fear no evil because you, Lord, are with us. You live in us. You've made your home with us. And this is all done through the Word of God. The importance of the Word of God cannot be understated in your life. Because it is only through the Word of God that the Holy Spirit teaches you the Word of God, reminds you of the Word of God, and then the Father and the Son come and make their home with you. So that no matter what is going on in your life, you know that the Lord God Almighty is with you. And it's through the Word that the Holy Spirit brings us peace. And that's the peace that Jesus talks about. Jesus says, I give you a peace that the world does not give. The world gives circumstantial peace, but God gives us eternal peace. Your last point today. The Spirit gives us a lasting peace, not circumstantial peace. Jesus says, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. I don't give to you as the world gives. The world says, we'll give you peace as long as all of your circumstances are good and lined up, and whole. God says, I'm going to give you a lasting peace. Jesus says, I give you a lasting peace that doesn't come from circumstances being good. It comes from knowing that your eternal God lives in you, that the Lord God Almighty has made his home with you and is bringing you to his side in heaven where there will be only wholeness, only perfection forever. It's a peace knowing that wherever we go, the Lord God Almighty is with us. That no matter what we face, the God who conquered the grave is with us in our hearts. Because through Jesus, our sins are forgiven, death has been conquered, and the Holy Spirit guides us and leads us deeper into that truth. So that no matter what circumstances come, we will not fear, we will not be troubled. Because the Lord God Almighty is with us. We'll trust it, We'll live it, we'll know it, all through the Word. May God be with you as you hold on to His Word. Guard it, protect it, preserve it. And yes, obey it by putting it into practice. As the Father and the Son make their home with you, now and forever. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for the Holy Spirit, the One who teaches us all things, the one who reminds us of all things through the Word. As we are taught the Word, as we're reminded of the Word, as we guard and protect the Word, you promise, Jesus, that you come along with the Father and make your home with us. The God of this world lives in our hearts, and that is an incredible thought as we face this world, filled with all kinds of fears and anxieties. Uh, We know that no matter what we face, you are with us now, through death, and into eternal life. Uh, what joy and what happiness and, and uh, what confidence that brings us today. Uh, help us to guard and treasure the word because it's through the word that all of this happens. Uh, we ask that you, uh, as we open up your word and, and make that a daily part of our life, that you send your Holy Spirit to teach us all things. Make it clear. Uh, help it not be confusing. And the Holy Spirit has the power to do that uh, because He's God and he uh, inspired the word itself. We ask you to be with us. Continue to pour out your Spirit into our hearts to strengthen our faith, to teach us all things and remind us of all things, and then send us in peace and confidence today, knowing that you, Lord, are with us. In your name we pray. Amen.